We start today with Canada's deadline to go 100% electric vehicle sales. 2035 is the target date to 100% EVs. There will be interim targets along the way. The Justin Trudeau government saying yesterday, Canada must go 100% electric here to combat climate change. The government says it will provide incentives for automakers to build and import enough electric vehicles to meet the demand. If we don't hit these targets, fines. Automakers could be penalized with fines. Uh, That is already raising concerns. This could drive up the cost of new vehicles. I've got Sonder and Fanaretta standing by to discuss. First, let's have a listen to the Environment Minister here yesterday making this announcement. This is Stephen Gilbo. The electric vehicle availability standard that drives Canada towards all new light-duty vehicle sales in Canada to be electric or plug-in hybrid by 2035. This includes the interim goals along the way, beginning with 20% of all new vehicle sales be EVs by 2026. Okay, BC already has a head start here. we got more than 20% EVs right now. Let's discuss it with my guest, Sondarin Fanaretta. Sondarin is an auto industry analyst. Cars with Sondarin on TikTok. That's his handle there. He's got over 400,000 likes on TikTok. Sondarin, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Mike. Okay, Sandra, and you've got your finger on the pulse of this auto market in Canada. 100% electric vehicle sales by 2035. What do you think of this target? Is this realistic? Is this fantasy land? What do you think? Yeah, look, I think uh, I think that the government has a lot of challenges on the way to actually achieving such a target. Um, you know, you think of the price of EVs being one. Interest rates yeah. have recently have skyrocketed compounding on that total cost of ownership to actually pick up an EV, a zero emission vehicle. Public infrastructure, which is another huge aspect, and I'd even argue, especially in BC, is now, you know, zoning has changed around residential units now having uh, fourplexes and more. So how does charging work in these type of living conditions and multifamily living settings? Um, Charging at home is another issue. Climate is another issue. So there's a whole bunch of obstacles the government has and, you know, they're putting out regulations to, you know, incentivize, but also penalize um, auto manufacturers to hit these pieces. And then the, the other aspect, again, is while other countries may have gone ahead and opted in with this as well, you know, in the south of the border in the United States, they don't necessarily have the same climate challenges in terms of battery technology and how it withstands Canadian climate versus the U.S. So mm. there's a lot of interesting dynamics here at play, Mike, but it is definitely very, very aggressive, I think. And, you know, we'll see if some of those goals actually yeah. come out to play. Yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts there that you just ran down. Let's listen again to the environment minister here. He talks about one of the points you just raised. Now, electric vehicles right now, these vehicles can be very expensive. Here's Stephen Gilbo on this point. He says, look, the price of these EVs will come down. Have a listen. EVs are quickly reaching cost parity with their gas-powered alternatives. As new model of electric sedans, trucks, SUVs, crossover, and more keep coming on the market. Almost all industry projections show that by the end of the decades, the decade at the latest, the purchase price of gas-powered and electric cars will be about the same. Okay, so he says EVs will cost the same as a gas-powered vehicle. Sondren, are you buying what he's selling here? Do you think that will happen? I think that will happen. The, the, The actual question is, at what point will that happen? Not only the price, but again, market demand is based on 
meeting the customer's needs, right? So not only does the price need to be there, but is the technology, is the battery technology going to be efficient enough to say anybody in Canada will not have that range anxiety or maybe consider a hybrid vehicle or still a gasoline vehicle. And these standards explicitly say they have to be zero emissions vehicle sales. So kind of the hybrid option is not even accounted for in this case. Um, Plug-in hybrids do get a a little bit of the credit, but not fully. Um, And and so that's the thing, right? We think of 2035, that's not that far away. That's not that far away. And we have some significant challenges to get there. Pricing is absolutely one of them. Speaking to Sondra and Fanaretta, auto industry analyst, uh, cars with Sondra and on TikTok. One of, one of the things that is really raising a lot of questions is the lack of a charging station infrastructure in Canada. We don't have enough of these EV charging stations and where are they going to come from? Have a listen to Brian Kingston here. He's with the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association saying, well, hang on a sec. We don't have enough of these charging stations here. Will we have enough in the future? Have a listen to what he says here, then I'll get your thoughts. There's only 345,000 electric vehicles on the roads today. That is not enough volume to make a charging station a profitable business. Yeah, so he says, look, we just haven't reached the critical mass on this market here now to make it viable to create all these charging stations. But that would change over time, though, wouldn't it, Sondran? Like, if we get more electric vehicles on the road, the government's got incentives here to get these charging stations built. It will it will happen, I imagine, would it? What do you think? I, I think it will happen. It will yeah. happen over time. But I think there's a nuance here. It's not only that the charging stations actually get in place. Mike, I have a few charging stations around me. But if you ask me how many of them actually work, that's one question. Mm. One. Two is around the manufacturer's claims on how quickly I can charge my vehicle at these charging stations. There's different levels of chargers depending on what your vehicle can accept. And also, how does that actually play out in real world climate conditions that we're dealing with today? And so there's these different nuances when we think about just charging infrastructure. There's a whole other aspect of it that you also need to consider. And so that's why I think while the government is talking about building all of these pieces, and I believe they will slowly work towards that, there is a lot to uncover underneath the kind of the surface level that you really need to understand because that's going to impact customers. That's going to impact the decision on whether they should buy an EV vehicle or not. Right. And speaking of those decision points there on whether to go EV, I, I already hear from a ton of people who live in the north or the interior or other sort of frigid climates in British Columbia. I mean, if you're living in Vancouver where the temperatures don't get too cold even through the winter and maybe you're just doing a, fu- a few runs run around town and you don't need to go long distances. I mean, an EV is maybe a lot more practical for you than someone living in the north of British Columbia and has got to drive long distances for work. Like, what would you say about that that range anxiety? I mean, the the range of these vehicles is getting better, right? I mean, it is improving. It, it definitely is improving. And I think yeah. you're right. For a specific subset of customers out in the market, you know, they have that use case, the, an EV today will meet their needs. But yeah. I think if you look at the bulk of the market, and they're thinking about, you know, what is the type of range do I actually need? You know, I can even give you my own personal story, Mike, and not sure. specifically to one manufacturer or another. I had a Tesla, we just went up north three hours. And you know, overnight, it was cold, I think it was about negative 17 degrees. I woke up the next day, it was dead, and I had to push oh. it to a charger. So it's it's stuff like this, that 
you know, I think battery technology, as it improves, there's a step change that will need to happen. And that's going to come with a new battery technology that a lot of manufacturers are working on, which is solid state batteries. That's going to probably look to come in 2027 and beyond. But until we get there and we actually see proven cost-effective manufacturing by these manufacturers to put them into vehicles that are priced correctly, that the market can absolutely absorb, then you will see us actually start getting close to any of these targets. But that's a lot of question marks on that plan to get how there. how old is was that is that uh tesla that you have that wouldn't start for you after being out in the cold all night is that an older tesla it is that was an older tesla about one hundred ninety thousand okay. kilometers but that's another thing that people are thinking about is not only you have degradation due to the climate but you have degradation of the battery due to age and yeah. those changed by the different manufacturers i'd say tesla's probably on the better end of managing that with their batteries but other manufacturers as well, it's inconsistent. And so those are other things that buyers are looking at when they're evaluating a purchase decision. You know, they're thinking about all of these things as they should be. Sondra, and thank you for coming on with your analysis today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike.